Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How are you, King? I'm fine. I had a few beers after work, because it was someone's leaving due, they're going travelling for two years. Mm-hmm. So I've had a few beers. Great. Great. You're feeling, you're feeling happy then? I also need to tell you about a bet that one of my friends made. Oh, okay. I say friends, I've met him twice. <laughs> okay. The guy's an idiot. Anyway, let's oh. carry on. Let's carry on. Let's yeah. carry on. Yeah, I'm good though. Thank you for asking. What do you mean you put on a bet? You have to elaborate on this, won't you? Do you want me to go for it now? Should we just go for it? Yeah, go for it now. Come on. Awesome. You've spiked my interest. Yeah. So I met a guy once before at work. Yes. He only found out this evening I have a podcast because someone asked me how the podcast was going. I said fantastic because we've right. got all these listeners. You know who you are mm-hmm. because you're listening. And so he went, oh, we've got an expert in the house, have we? <laughs> and I said, no. No, you really <laughs> don't. the king for nothing. Yeah, well... <laughs> You say that. Yeah. He doesn't know that. Okay. Uh, he's put a £600 bet on because I said, and this is spoiler alert, <laughs> someone was going to win in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he's so the put, team you're picking. The team I'm picking, he has put £600 on in our second conversation ever. And for those of you listening in America, that's about $850. Yeah. Yeah. In a second conversation. <laughs> well, if he'd known you, he'd have put on a thousand. Yeah, what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to episode 27 of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. Indeed. We are down to just two teams now, King. <sighs> two teams. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> one from the AFC, one from the NFC. Yep. One we see all the time, one we've only ever seen once get this far. Yep. What do you reckon then? How, how are you feeling about the season? Because it's basically over. We've it, got, you know, just a showcase game, but... It is. And I said throughout the season, it's a bit of a weird one. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no team up to, besides the Patriots... Yeah. ...who had cemented their status as a playoff-bound, Super Bowl-bound contender. Maybe the Cowboys in there as well, initially. Yeah. But the rest of the teams, it was very much a, you know, it's an opportunity for all of them to beat, or anyone to beat anyone. And it was a bit of a strange season, really. Even the Falcons, I put in that mix. They were 11-5 and five to finish their regular season. They were, yeah. Um, second seed. Second seed. But the important thing was they hit their stride towards the end of the season, picked up momentum into the playoffs, and have carried that through to the Super Bowl. So I'm now feeling good about the Super Bowl. Because at the time, I was like, I honestly do do not know who to put in the into the Super Bowl with the Patriots, frankly. Yeah. I thought they were bound from, from the offset. You know, when they went 3-1 and one without Brady, I kind of went, oh, this is ominous. This is not good. <laughs> this okay. is not good for the season. But it was difficult to find another team. And towards the end of the season, the Falcons looked like that team... We had question marks about, and rightly so, I think, and certainly you did more than I did, but I still agreed <laughs> with you. Yeah. I'm not putting the onus totally on you, Jim. <laughs> but we had, question, by it. we had question marks about Matt Ryan in the playoffs and his ability to perform, mm. and he showed that he can perform in the playoffs this season, which has been fantastic, because I think they are the, the biggest threat to the Patriots to actually beat them in the Super Bowl. Okay. So yes, I'm excited. Very excited. <laughs> that was a long-winded long way, way of to getting say around that. to say that you think they're right as the two teams. To I be think there. they're the best two teams. 
with the well, two best quarterbacks this season. And I know people that comment on Twitter and iTunes and stuff are going to hammer us. Right, I say so us. If you say that. You, I say us, me. me. Yeah, no, this, I'm not putting you in, Jim. This yeah. is just me. Aaron Rodgers absolutely is third <laughs> this season. And I've got an argument for this. Go on then. He was poor through eight games. So was Brady for the first four games. He was, was he? non-existent. Was he? Yeah. What, winning all Literally, of them? Literally, he wasn't there. Well, first four games, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. I thought you meant his first four games. <laughs> Semantics, Jim. Semantics. Um, yes, all right. Yeah, that's difficult to evaluate. But Aaron Rodgers was underperforming. I think the problem is he set the bar so high. I don't actually think he was that bad. <laughs> but from his perspective... Well, he has to carry the entire team on his shoulders. Of course he does. I'm not disputing that. Weighs heavy. I'm not disputing that, and I've said that throughout the season. And I didn't think their squad was good enough to make the playoffs halfway through the year. And Aaron Rodgers managed to prove me wrong. Absolutely. But that was because the second half of the season, he was probably the best quarterback in the league. Yes, by a long way. But throughout the whole season, as an average, I think the two best quarterbacks are now in the Super Bowl. If you were to look at the season as a whole, barring Brady's ban... Mm. Don't pull that face. Because he's not, I he's think, not in the top five for passing yards, is he, for this season? Well, he missed four games, Jim. That's his fault. It is. But I would also say Le'Veon Bell has been the best running back this season, Jim. <laughs> That's You're true. You're a Steelers fan, aren't you? Yeah, but he has got the rushing yards to prove it. He's not in the top two. He's in the top five. He is in the top five. Yeah, he's definitely in the top five. You're going to make me search this now, aren't you? I am going to make you search it. But I'm not, I'm not putting a hindrance on the fact that Le'Veon Bell... May or may not have deflated a few jo- deflated a few joints. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. You. I said deflated because I'm trying to put those two in the same category. <laughs> no, he was fifth. He was fifth. Okay, so considering he's... that he had five, four games, three games less, he was only four yards behind Jay Joy. Yep, yeah, that's good for him. Good for him. Only a few less than Demarco Murray in Tennessee. Where was Tom Brady in the passing yards? Wasn't top five. Uh, Drew Brees ended the season top. Yeah. Matt Ryan second. Yep. Then Kirk Cousins. Then Aaron, Ros- Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And then Philly Rivers. And then? And I've only got the top five in front of me. Oh, okay. Okay. Have you got more? I don't. I don't, sadly. We're researching as we're going along now. Is this what's happened? We are. Absolutely. I but made, a, I made a, a correct statement. Either way, do you not think, though, I'm using the Le'Veon Bell comparison because, one, you're a Steelers fan, so I feel like I'm, empa- I'm empathising with you. <laughs> but two, because I think it's valid. Those two, in their positions, have clearly been the best players consistently for the season when they've played. Again, I don't agree. You don't think Le'Veon Bell's been the best No, not, I'm not talking about Le'Veon Bell. They're gone That's now. what it sounded like. They're gone. No, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree. That was too easy, Jim. Yeah. That's fine. Stats don't help Tom Brady that much. No, no, those two interceptions he threw all season that's don't the bit help that does him. help him. Okay, that's the stat that does help him. Most other stats don't really help him that much. No, no, absolutely. Those no. four he's thrown to get into the Super Bowl. Yeah. That doesn't help him either. No. No, and I mean from week four. Week five, sorry, because he missed the first four. No, I just think that they are consistent. If you look at it from a consistency throughout the season... I'm putting in a little asterisk when they've played because I know Brady's been banned. <laughs> yeah. But they have been the two best quarterbacks. 
in the league for consistency throughout the season. Matt Ryan's definitely had a much better year than he's, he's ever had great. before. He has been great. He has been great. And you are absolutely right to say he has had seasons like this where he's had a wondrous regular season yep. and has completely imploded when it came to the to the postseason. Yeah. You're, you were right to call that out. But this season he hasn't done that. He's performed in both the playoff games up to this point and you'd like to think the pressure won't be too much so that we can actually see an exciting Super Bowl this year. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've criticised him when I believe he should be criticised and I've praised yeah. him as well for his, for his playoff run. I agree. I agree. You were humble. The the smashing of uh, the Packers was you know, nothing but praiseworthy. It was. No, and you did praise him and I mentioned the fact <laughs> you praised him. Yeah. Did you praise him? I did. Good. I'm just wanted you to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. I called him MVP halfway through the year and you critiqued me. He he is capable of throwing some terrible interceptions. Throwing to completely empty sides of the field straight into the opposition's hands. And I will say he got lucky against the Packers because he should have had three interceptions in that game. Well, there you go. But he didn't. So, no, so congrats Matt Ryan. <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. He's also got a great unit around him. Yes, he has. The line's pretty decent. No one really talks about it. But they've certainly yep. been pretty cohesive this season. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, they have. Absolutely. They invested previously, which is great. And I think that's really helped Dan Quinn, actually, because it meant yes. he's not had to come in and go, right, I've got a quarterback I want, but I need to keep him protected. And that's two, three years of investing in the offensive line. Yeah. He's been able to come in and spend first-round draft picks on outside linebackers slash defensive ends in Vic Beasley. Yeah. And then pick up a Pro Bowl safety in Keanu Neal within two years. So he's Mm. got the leading sack leader from last year and one of the more promising safeties in the league. Well, Vic Beasley got the most sacks this year, 15 and a half. Yeah, so he's got the league-leading sack. Yes, Artist in his first season drafting, mm-hmm. and what is a Pro Bowl caliber safety? His Cam Chancellor, to coin a Seahawks <laughs> phrase, um, in his second year. So I think he's not had to go down the normal route, which is I need to I need a franchise left tackle, yeah, and I need a guard because my quarterback keeps getting smashed, and that's why we're not winning games. Need a guard, yeah. So I think that's helped him, and that is exciting. Hmm. Well, the line's not that exciting, but. So it's helped, and then they've been able to stick a load of other receiving weapons there alongside Julio Jones. They have, which has been huge for them. I'm really glad that Mohamed Sanu's not playing in Cincinnati anymore because, as a Steeler fan, it was not fun having to defend against him. They had some weapons, and even even Jones, who's had a fantastic season at the Lions, you look at that trifecta of AJ Green, Sanu and Jones and you go, yeah, it was, why weren't was they more terrib- potent? It was terribly frightening. It was frightening and they were good but I'm thinking they could have been, I know this is your team <laughs> and I'm not trying to blow smoke up your backside. Here Jim. we go. But as a three, yeah. when you had Bryant Yes. And you've got Might have him next season. You've got Antonio Brown <laughs> and basically back. chuck anyone else in there. Yeah. But as a three, that was frightening. Mm. Like, why aren't, why weren't AJ Green, Marvin Jones, who's been great for the Lions, yeah. Sanu, who's been great for the Falcons this year, yep. why weren't they as frightening a proposition? And with Tyler Eifert, who led the league last year in touchdowns, touchdowns yeah. Why weren't, why weren't teams just frightened by them? Red Rifle. 
You reckon Andy Dalton is the difference? Yeah, I think maybe. I don't think he's in a category of Roethlisberger, so I agree with you there. No. I reckon I could have a 3,000-yard <laughs> throwing season with that wide receiver core. Yeah. It's, we toss it up and chance out it's coming down. Pretty much, yeah. I agree with Sanu. I don't thing. talk about the Bengals too much, but they really did throw away that receiving core. They and did. That, that's how you suffer. And I think it's almost... It's a little bit of symmetry, really, with the Falcons, because... For a few years, it was just Julio Jones. It was, and absolutely. And Roddy White was... Too, it was too far gone, really. He was waiting for retirement. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. he was taking up a roster spot, really, uh, on the second receiver. And so it's nice to see that they have actually invested. They've got a really decent number two. They're in Mohamed Sanu, most productive quarterback ever. And also you've got Taylor Gabriel as well, who is lightning quick. Who has the highest quarterback rating when thrown to in the playoffs. So they're doing pretty well. <laughs> okay, yeah. And you've got two really good complementary running backs that uh, can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So there are, there, are, you know, there are options for Matt Ryan within two seconds every time. Absolutely. And do you know what they've added? Which has been, I think, what has made them more exciting. They had what weapons- have they added? They had weapons. You've mentioned the two guys. I'm not. I'm not going off on a tangent from what you said. I'm just adding my uh, a perspective to it. Is when they had Roddy White, they had an aging route runner. Yes. Who isn't as physical as someone like Anquan Bolden or Steve Smith, mm-hmm. who uses their physicality to create separation and yeah. and create catches. At least so mid-range catches, yeah. Absolutely. So, Roddy White was different to them in a sense that he was a mature veteran who everyone liked. Oh yeah, but didn't have that physicality, which meant he was he could still perform to yeah, a level he, you'd he expect him to. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was really good receiver in his prime. Yeah, we've we've said this before about Roddy White. That, yep. You know, nothing against him. He was a good receiver, just not for the last couple of years. Absolutely. And one thing, all three of those guys lack, and I'll put the I'll put him in that category with an Anquan Bolden and Steve Smith. Mm-hmm. Is all of them towards the latter end of their career have lacked speed. Well, Bolden never had speed. Bolden never had it, but he really doesn't have it now. <laughs> and what they've added with Taylor Gabriel, because this was the hindrance or what impacted Julio Jones the most and why over the last two seasons he has had a, well, certainly this season, where uh, where his average yards are the most ever by a wide receiver. Yeah. Is having someone opposite him who has to keep the defense true. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is someone with speed who can take the top off the defense, but also they have to respect in the slant game, the intermediate route, crossing routes. Yeah. Where if he if you miss one tackle, he's going to the house. Yep. It has allowed Julio Jones or taken some of the pressure off Julio Jones, which has freed him up to make some of the spectacular plays. Frankly, he made in double coverage. But yeah. to you know, it, it's just meant when he's not double covered, he is an you know, it's a freak. It's like watching Megatron, isn't it? Oh, all over it's ridiculous, again. yeah. So it's having Gabriel and having a safe pair of hands in Sanu, who I'm not downplaying at all. He's just not the speedster that Gabriel is. That receiving core is frightening and a hugely balanced. Mm. To add that with out the backfield, another four three runner in Tevin Coleman, yeah. who has been clocked at 22 miles an hour this year. It's like a T-Rex. Which is one of the fastest. And this is in pads. This is in <laughs> pads and cleats. He's not small either. It's not like Devonta Freeman where he's five foot something. No, no. Tevin Coleman's a big guy. He is. 
He can he can battle a linebacker. He can. And he's as fast as any receiver in the league, frankly. It's fright that offense as a as a proposition is frightening. Because you know what they always say about Belichick, he's a master of taking away your best weapon. Yeah. Which clearly is Julio Jones. Yeah. Can he can you really take away five weapons? No, so I listened to Chris Collinsworth this this week. My favourite pundit. He is he actually. Yeah, an American one, yeah. Yeah. Mike Carlson over this side is uh my you know, personal fave, but Chris Collinsworth out of all the uh Yeah. He knows his stuff, Collinsworth. All the, all the broadcasters, he? yeah. Yeah, he knows his stuff. So I was Absolutely. Listen- I was listening to him this week and he said his theory is that they're not gonna put their number one cornerback on Julio Jones. Okay. How many people are they putting on Julio Jones? Two. Yeah, it'll be the safety, won't it? Devin, McC- for- Devin McCourty, who yeah. might be the best player on defense on that team now that Chandler Jones has gone. Mm. And Jamie Collins has gone. I I like uh, Kyle Van Noy. True, but I think the best player is Devin McCourty. Is it Logan Ryan? Am I getting that the right way around? Logan, Logan Ryan. Ryan. Logan Ryan and Devin McCourty is who Chris Collinsworth thought they were going to double team Julio right. Jones with. Okay. And put Malcolm Butler on Sanu as a one on one. I'm going to lock you down for the game. Okay. And then hope, <laughs> hope that their third string cornerback, who frankly I don't know, <laughs> can can tie up Taylor Gabriel for enough of the game. Yeah. That it means that it's, you know, they're going to stop the scoring. Because okay. they do do well at stifling top receivers. I know it was disappointing to see, but Antonio Brown was seven catches for 77 yards in the championship mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. which in any other game is a good performance. But if you'd have offered that to Belichick prior to the game, he's going to have no touchdowns and he's going to get 77 yards. It's where they came as you well. You would have taken that. You would have taken that because he is a game changer like Julio Jones is. So it's interesting. You, you need that balance worth, as well. And when, when Bell went out, you know, it became a bit too one-dimensional. It did. And it meant that they could put their number one cornerback in Malcolm Butler and have the num- their number one safety or and potentially the number one defender in Devin McCourty over the top. Yep. But because there's so many weapons, again, you said because Bell went out, it meant that they could free up time, uh, free up some of the help on on Antonio Brown. Yeah. Because of the weapons that the Falcons have got, you can't do that. I think you need. Yeah. I I agree with Collinsworth. I think you need Brown. Uh, sorry, Brown. <laughs> you need Butler on the second receiver and mm-hmm. hope that that double team of your best safety and your second best corner can hold up what is an absolute monster in Julio Jones. And frankly, they're not going to stop him. But it's can you stifle him enough that he's not going to win the game for the opposing team? Yeah. So it's interesting. Okay. Thoughts it's, on that? Well, that's up to um, Patricia to sort that out, isn't it? I do agree. She's got a big job on her hands. She she absolutely has, yeah. She has that sort of... <laughs> Matilda Patricia. Not so slender. Not, not many people know his name. Not many <laughs> people know his name is actually Matilda. But uh, they, <laughs> they just say Matt to make him feel better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually really like him. He's a good guy. Yeah, he always has a pencil behind his ear. He makes so much out. out of what you know could be conceived as a kind of a medium, well, average defense. Yeah, there aren't really any stars. There's not, and whenever there is, and they demand a bit of money, guess what? They, <laughs> they get traded to the, to the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, Jamie Collins, you're a top five linebacker. See ya. He's just got a new contract. You see, don't that? care. He asked for 18 million with the New England Patriots, and they went, we think we can win a Super Bowl this year. What We've got that? an aging quarterback. But you're not worth it, Jamie. Yeah. We'll send you to Cleveland. 
I think it, they gave him 25, 26 for a six-year six deal in Cleveland. So 26 for six years? Yeah, I think so. He was asking for 18 million a year with the Patriots. I glossed over it. It was about a week ago this came out. So I don't know. It's Either Cleveland way. Browns news. Sorry, guys. but I don't care. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they offered him 25 a year to stay in Cleveland. Mm. So, no, it's interesting. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk a bit more then about the losses that these two teams had through the season. Because Patriots yep. only had two losses. Falcons had five. Yep. The Patriots losses came in week four. So, that was Brady's last miss. And that was the Buffalo Bills in Foxborough winning 16-nithing. That was against Jacoby Brissett, though, wasn't it? That was the third string quarter. Jacoby Brissett, it was. Um, It was completely unexpected because the week before, the Pats had won, was it 31-nothing against the 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 Texans? Texans, Yeah, Yeah, so to then go the other way around and and lose on the shutout was a bit weird, especially in Foxborough as well. It was weird in a sense because of that game, but based on their track record against Rex Ryan teams... Yeah. Where I think the six prior when he was the, um, or f- five prior when he was the um, New York Gi- uh, Jets head coach, mm-hmm. all of the games, despite the fact he'd lo- Rex Ryan had lost all of them, all of them have been within three points. Yeah. So they've always had issues or had close games with, games with Rex Ryan teams. So when Rex Ryan then stepped up and, and had a Bills team against a third string quarterback, who was a rookie third string quarterback at that, yeah, I I don't think it was as big a shock as everyone made out, just purely because of the Texans win the week before. The other loss they uh, suffered was in week nine, again at home mm-hmm. to the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks beat them thirty-one to twenty-four. They did, yes. Yeah. So, but if those are the two losses you take in the whole season, yeah, you've done pretty well. You've done very well. You have. Um, both those teams have strong defenses. Yeah. Which, despite the Falcons being having a good defence, I wouldn't put them in the category with the Bills when they're really ticking on form mm. and the Seahawks when they were fully healthy at that point. Mm. Okay. But again, we, we have got to you know, look at the Falcons' defence. No, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with we need to go through their losses. What I'm saying is we will I don't second. think there's a comparison to be made with those two defences against the Falcons. Okay. Did you know that in the last five games, including the uh, the playoff games, the yep. Patriots have scored 162 points? I didn't. And only conceded 53. That's pretty impressive. It is. That's and, pretty and that includes a kind of low-scoring 16-3 game against the Broncos. Yeah. So that's the last five games. Those are, That's the uh, total that they've scored. Which is impressive. A lot of, which is a lot of points. And it not is. a great deal of points to concede. It's, it's averaging over 30 points. Yeah. So the Falcons got their work cut out. But if there's any team that's going to keep pace with that... It'd be the Falcons. You would hope it'd be the Falcons. It'd be the Falcons, yeah. So, let's look at the Falcons then. They finished the season 11-5. and mm-hmm. their, their losses, I should say, because we don't worry about the wins. Who cares? They yeah. won 11. Let's look at losses. They're in the Super Bowl now. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. I don't care about this. But week one, they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31-24. It's week at one. Home. We'll scratch it. Yep. It was week one. Uh, then week six, they lost... 24-26 away to the Seahawks so in the clink it was a tight game yeah tough place to play away yep next week so week 7 they lost to the Chargers 33-30 to yeah it's one of the stronger teams in the league good game for your boy Bosa <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, week 10 they lost 15-24 to the Eagles that was a bit of a surprise really because the Eagles had been dropping off uh, second half of the season yeah and 20 scored 15 points as well yeah yeah that was a bit of a shocker yeah, not a good game there for the Falcons, but they 
dusted themselves off at least for week 11 because then in week 12 they lost a squeak of the week against the white hot chiefs uh that was 29 to 28 yeah in georgia georgia <laughs> yeah so those are their losses through the regular season thoughts besides the eagle i know you're going to talk about my charges and say why haven't i put them in this Besides the Eagles, I think all of them are understandable. Three of those five were losses at home. Don't care whether they're home or away. Those losses are against the Seattle Seahawks, who, when healthy, are one of the most dangerous teams and, frankly, could have been Super Bowl-bound if they weren't hadn't been crocked throughout the year. Yeah. The Chiefs are a frightening proposition for most teams. Mm-hmm. Um, despite being relatively but you they, know, they did efficient. put 28 points on that Chiefs defence. So. Efficient, yes. Boring, yes. Is that Chiefs offense? Tyreek Hill's not boring. Is that Chiefs offense as a whole? If you were to average them, take Ty- Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah, just take yeah, take the exciting player out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis Kelsey. Kel- that was Salt Bay. Yeah, sorry. Salt- you did just- Salt Bay in I front did. of me, and no one can see you. No one can see me. <laughs> um, yeah, take Trav- Travis Kelsey out as well. They're just quite mundane, aren't they? It's Alex Smith. <laughs> it's vanilla Alex Smith. I don't actually. I actually really like the guy, but they're not particularly. Interesting. Did you see him playing dodgeball? Don't care. In the Pro Bowl, he went off and they were playing dodgeball, and he threw an arm. He threw the ball, and his arm was like a four-year-old girl throwing a ball. Was it? It's kind of bleh, and f- flopped onto the, the halfway line. Oh dear! <laughs> it was um very strange to see a person who is paid to throw a ball. <laughs> even right even even though it's just for fun, it's not the right shape. <laughs> you know, David Beckham can kick a American football through the post, can't he? He can from about he was, sixty yards. He was yards. never paid to do that. There was an advert with him and Reggie Bush and 60 yards out. Exactly. He was kicking over, yeah. So, yeah, that's bad showing there for Alex Smith. I would say so. Back to the actual teams, though. Back to it. Besides the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't. I think all of those are explainable. The mm. char- Everyone will complain about the Chargers because they have a top 10 draft pick. The Chargers were a shootout team this year. They were. They all could, or nothing. They could beat anyone. Philly Rivers is top five for, frankly, uh, for yards this year. He was, absolutely. They could beat anyone, so that's understandable. They also had one of the standout defensive players in the season. Mm-hmm. In full form when they played him in Joey Bosa. <laughs> yep. It wreaks havoc on quarterbacks. Yes. He was playing by that time, so he was allowed into. Seahawks, again, we talked about. They're a dangerous team. Same as the Patriots. That's an understandable loss. Yeah. Week one against Tampa. Tampa will never shoot out team. It's also week one. And yeah. what we also need to factor in is the Falcons had a number of first-year and second-year players playing predominantly on defense. Mm-hmm. And their defence dramatically improved from the start of the season until where they are now. Yeah. So oh, yeah. that made a big difference. That week one loss also I think is a scratch. So I I think they easily could have gone thirteen and three, fourteen and two kind of season. That was the kind of squad they had towards the end of the year. It was just they had those losses early and that meant that it impacted their overall record. They still won the NFC South. They got their bye week. Yeah, and, and yeah, finished second. And they've been torching the teams through the playoffs. So Oh, they've been hammering teams, yeah. And performing Seahawks on both sides. and Packers, back-to-back. Yeah, one of the best defences, despite right there, the Fred. old Thomas loss, and also one of the most frightening offences, hitting their stride in the playoffs as well. So, yeah, they've they've shown that they can do it on both sides of the football. Yeah. It's exciting. Can yeah. I tell you a story? Okay. Or I've got a stat for you. It's not really a story. <laughs> Did you know that the Patriots are the top-scoring defense in football? Are they? Did you know? 
what it's doing turns turnovers and top scoring defense scoring from that okay top scoring defense did you know that the falcons are the top scoring offense in football <laughs> i guessed yeah okay i'll I'd, I'd put some money on that do you know how many times the top scoring defense and the top scoring <laughs> offense have played in the super bowl sounds like i'm being schooled here <laughs> so what how many times the top scoring offense the top scoring defense have played each have played other in the, the super bowl, bowl? So we can really high number, really low number. Let's go or for just a an high average number. One. <laughs> just an average. All right, so 24 times. What? That's crazy high. What? You said an average. An average. Not We've average as in the average the amount of Super Bowls. <laughs> that's an average, right? Okay. It's happened six times, Jim. Six times, okay. Six times. I was close. You were close, yeah. Close. Close. <laughs> it's an alternative fact. Yeah. Being close. Though. Six times. Yeah. Okay, six times. How many times? Oh, well, it's not going to... Has the top-scoring offense won? Out of those six? Once. No. Twice. Once. You were right the first time. No, once. You were right the first time. So, the top-scoring defense... I I know who that is. Against the top-scoring offense, the offense has only won one out of five. I think I know who that is. Go on. That was the Broncos against uh, against the Falcons, wasn't it? No. Oh no! It was I think <sighs> I think 1989. It was Joe Montana. Oh okay. So I know you've been critical of Matt Ryan in the playoffs. <laughs> Would you put him in Joe Montana's play? <laughs> no category as a playoff quarterback because he's the only guy against a top ranked scoring defense that has won a Super Bowl. Mm. In six attempts, the off the top scoring offense has only beaten the top scoring defense once. Yeah okay, but. I was surprised that you just said the Patriots are top scoring defense because yep. they don't really strike you as a team that takes the ball and then scores off it. Special teams, they're surprisingly good. Not yep. surprisingly good, but they're sneakily good. No one really talks about the special teams mm-hmm. and that's what sets them up for good field position after time. So I wasn't expecting you to say that they were like the... Well, they don't feel like the Super Bowl 49 Seahawks. No. Or, you know... The, no. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 2002. No, Ravens of 2000. Bears of 85. You know, yeah, not, we could go on, yeah. They're not one of those iconic defences. No, I don't think they are one of those iconic defences. But what I think they are is an excellent defence masked or, or sort of overshadowed by an iconic offence, frankly. I know they're mundane. I know <laughs> that they're re- regimented and they're not the most exciting but what they are is efficient, and it's very much a stop me type offense. <laughs> I've said this constantly because it is so true. No yeah. one can stop them. You you go. Who is their best player other than Brady? In my opinion, because I know you don't like Brady. It's not the same opinion Gronk. to you. Gronk, right? Gronk's not there, and Edelman. yet they're still blowing out teams. So Edelman's the next one up. He is, he is. But did you know when Dion Lewis has played? Yeah, they're sixteen and zero. They have never lost while Dion Lewis has played a game for them. Yeah, there you go. I got stats for you <laughs> today. I'm popping them out. Yeah, I didn't bother with many uh, many Patriot facts. No, but they. I'm going to eat my own thumbs. They've got all these players that step up and do a job, and it's. They are just uber-efficient, and I think that takes away from what an excellent defence they've got, despite the losses of what was their best pass rusher in Chandler Jones at the start of the season, Mm -hmm. and what was their best inside linebacker 
in Jamie Collins at the st- at, at halfway through the season. Yeah. And what differentiates them is that they don't play everyone every play. They don't. They rotate their line. What they do at the start of the games is they go right. We need to stop the runs. We need to put the run stuffers in. They then get ahead because their offense is formidable despite being relatively mundane. Yeah. They get themselves ahead and they go right. Let's go for the pass rushers now. Chuck them in. So don't expect people to get, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 sacks like other teams rely on their their best players to do. Mm-hmm. It's a very much a team effort where it goes right. We're gonna we we are gonna stop the run in the first half, and we are gonna rush you with four in the second half. And we've got what was what is one of only a couple of players, and you're one of your favourite players actually. I know. In Rod Woodson, right. Devin McCourt is one of the only players, and I can't remember all of them, and I, I really should because I'm making this comparison. <laughs> but other than Rod Woodson, there's not that many other players that have been all pros in two positions. No. Or cornerback and, and safety, frankly, is the two positions yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. So Devin McCourt is in a category with Rod Woodson. He is a frighteningly good player. Mm-hmm. They've got some players that are immensely good, but the rest of them are just, right, we just need you to try very hard. <laughs> And we're going to rotate you, and we don't expect you to be a star. And because you're never going to have the stats, you're never going to get free agency money. No. And deal with it. <laughs> that's, that's what they <laughs> you do. might have a few rings. Yeah, you might have trouble. a few rings. Yeah, you look at someone like Dante Hightower, who everyone knows is a very good player, but you look and go, where is he in this play? Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> it's kind of weird. And like Charlie Jones stepped up and got sort of 12, 13 sacks this season. He was getting between 9 and 11 the whole way through his time within the New England Patriots and you go right well you know what's going on well actually it's because he only played half the snaps mm. he, Charlie Jones if if healthy and in a system he's comfortable with is a 20 second season kind of player but that's not the way they operate they expect everyone to to be humble to move around and that's why it's so hard to game plan for both offensively and defensively because they swap in and out everyone you look at one of the playoff games and they've just picked up Michael Floyd yeah uh, Malcolm Floyd. But he was a healthy scratch. Malcolm Floyd. Yeah, but they didn't even suit him up. Yeah. Didn't even suit him up. He just had the the game of his sh- very short Patriots career the week before. Mm, right. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not, you're 80% deal with it. You're not playing. Yeah. And actually, we're not even going to pretend you're playing like we did with Gronk in one Super Bowl. We're just not even going to suit you up. Mm-hmm. You can't help but admire how rigid... <laughs> oh, decisive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, no. I, when I want to watch football, I want to think about rigidity. No, but decisive. <sighs> How decisive Belichick is. Do you not think <laughs> Jamie Collins would have been a huge addition in the Super Bowl for him? I know you this like is... Van Noy. I know you like Van Noy. I do like Van Noy. <laughs> yeah. But Jamie Collins was one of the top five inside linebackers in the league. Yeah, okay. So he would be helpful in a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. He doesn't care. Halfway through the season, he trades him to the Browns. <laughs> He thinks he is He's a chess player there. thinking four steps ahead. They didn't have Van Noy. They traded with the che- uh, Bears for him. Or Lions, one of them. Yeah, yeah, okay. But that's what he's doing. He's he's thinking ahead. Yeah. I'm gonna he's trade not it. Gonna, look, Bill Belichick is not going to be beholden to any one player on that team. No, he isn't. And that's what's great. You can't help but think that's amazing. I do. It is great. When have I ever said anything wrong about Bill Belichick? All the time. Not, no. No. <laughs> No, okay, some of his methods might have been proven to be completely illegal, but 
yeah. for the most part, I've I've always said that he's the best uh, NFL coach ever. No, that's great, and it's good to hear a Steelers fan say that because it must <laughs> it must be hard to admit. Why? Well, but he is. Who's your favourite Steelers player at the moment, or who's your best player? My favourite player. Who's the best player in the Steelers team now? Well, most people would say Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, right, okay. Because he does legal things all the time, doesn't he? <laughs> Smoking grass shouldn't be illegal, really. Who's your second best wide receiver? <laughs> Martavis Bryant. Again. <laughs> Where's he been all year? Again. It's that, he's... He's been caught smoking something which is legal in several states in the United States and should be legal in all states. Yeah, like three states. Um, yeah, yeah, no, so it's nice to hear <laughs> that you can see past the transgressions of your own team <laughs> and, and not judge I can and see, not judge Bill Belichick. Do you know what? It. I can see past Bill Belichick's transgressions and state, state that he is still, in my opinion, the best NFL coach of all time. I agree. Look at what he did at the Browns. They were poised to win a Super Bowl. Before the team was folded. They were. They were. He's a ledge. He is he's an absolute legend. He is an absolute legend. I just can't stand his team. I also Sorry. think he's, <laughs> he is one of the best one-liner comedians of all time. He's great. He is. He's so close to what Alex Ferguson was as a as a manager. Yeah. For, for in, a sport, for any team. In football, yeah. In British football, this is. Yes, it's exactly absolutely. the same. He was not beholden to any player. If, if you, no matter how big your ego was, how big your star power was, yep. if you crossed him or yep. if he felt that you were undermining the team, you're yep. out. He was selling you. Yeah. yeah absolutely. absolutely. And you were kind of tainted forever. Yeah. Look at the players that he got rid of. Apart from maybe Beckham. Yeah. No, we've completely diverted onto another sport. But No, but I agree with the analogy because we have a lot of UK fans who will enjoy both forms of football, mm-hmm. as we would call it in England. And football? Football. <laughs> and yeah, no, I agree. With, that is a, an amazing comparison because one thing he did do is got rid of players that he thought were dysfunctional. Yes. And one thing he also did is win a hell of a lot. He won everything. Yeah. 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 Which is absolutely what Bill Belichick is. <laughs> yeah, it's bloody annoying. So yeah, no great analogy, Jim. Yeah, you just know so much about both two sports, Jim. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm not a uni tasker like some people. Present company excluded, obviously. Who do you think is going to win, Jim? I honestly don't know. I'm just asking you because you're going to ask me at the end of the podcast. Of course I am. So you have I, to pick the winner. I know, and I need to be decisive, and you can you can <laughs> absolutely be flimsy and half-assed in your response. But doesn't matter what I say because you're not going. If I said the Falcons, you'll say I'm just. A, a patriot hater if I say the patriots you'd be like you don't believe that <laughs> and I don't want to believe that either what What do you think be decisive we've got this is the penultimate well it's the last podcast before the Super Bowl no, I want to talk about other stuff first the fans want you to be decisive Jim no they don't I want to talk about other stuff before we talk about who's going to win this thing interesting there's other things to talk about here, interesting. I think, I think we should just go straight through no break this this time no break I think no break no so break. I can't I can't just shoot up in the toilet then for half time. Wow. <laughs> wow, you really are a Steelers fan. <laughs> Oi. Is Le'Veon here? I'm only joking. Is Le'Veon here? <laughs> uh well okay, can we do some news then quickly? Mm-hmm. If we're not gonna take a break, then let's do some news. Let's right, because there is some big news that's come out recently. Huge news, huge news. Huge. I don't know what you're gonna talk about. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. This is the Las Vegas Raiders. Right. With a question mark after them. Mm-hmm. Because one of their massive investors, Adelson, from the... Uh, MG, uh, the, the oh, God, what is it? MGM Sands or something? Who? One of the casinos. MGM Grand. MGM Grand. Yeah. Las Vegas, Las Vegas Sands or whatever, aren't they? 
Well, that's, MGM Grand's the biggest hotel in Las Vegas, mm. which is where all the fights are, or were until they built the T-Mobile Arena. Well, whatever. Yeah. That guy, the guy who was going to give over $600 million towards the uh, stadium project in Las Vegas. Right, yeah. Has decided to pack up his toys and go back to the roulette table. Why? Uh, I'm not really sure, but um, I'm sure Punk Raider can tell us when we speak to him next. They have, to be fair, just got off a US sporting franchise with an NHL team moving over there. They have. And they've had issues with even naming the team. When you think about ice hockey, you think Las Vegas. I definitely think of deserts when I think (laughs) of ice hockey. Exactly. Yeah. But the fact they've had issues even naming the team probably hasn't helped Oh, the NHL team, you mean? The NHL team. I think it was the Golden Knights they wanted to be called. And they were told no. Humble. No, we can't be the Golden Knights. Because? Because it wasn't allowed. So they, uh, <laughs> that, you know, when there's not, when there's issues arising from what is something as trivial as, we want to bring a team there. Perfect. What do you want to call them? Golden Knights. No. Mm. Go again. <laughs> we got nothing. We got nothing. <laughs> we were you kind of hoping how, you'd say you yes. You saw how hard, I'm going to ridicule my own team here. You saw how hard it was for the San Diego Chargers to come up with an with a with logo, logo, yeah. with a logo <laughs> without ripping off the LA Dodgers, like well, you didn't manage it. Well, no, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. That's what I mean. So to come up with a new name for a team, yeah. All we did was put LA instead of San Diego. So it's, mm. yeah, that's outrageous. Um, <laughs> so maybe I don't know. I'm just speculating that if they've seen issues that the NHL team has had, that might be one of the driving forces for going. Oh no, Oakland's well, fine. I don't think the NFL really wants them to leave Oakland, do they? I don't think so. I think if they wanted them to leave, they wanted them to go back to LA because they do. And they have, can't have three teams. They in LA do now. have. To, they can't now know that the Chargers have gone, and it was very much a right. The Rams are going, and which who's going to be the second team? Mm. Um, and they've got ties to LA. The Raiders, obviously, from their past. Well, so yeah, of course. That Ice would, Cube will tell you. He will. He will. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a bit weird now because obviously Mark Davis, the man with the best hair in the NFL, is determined to push this through hey, does he have the best hair absolutely not I like how I quizzed you on that <laughs> no he doesn't no. if you like pudding bowl haircuts then uh, yeah if you're a you're big fan of Lloyd it. Christmas from exactly Dumb and Dumb <laughs> it's all his own it's all natural completely natural hair yeah. then um, yeah <laughs> it's Sorry, just I was laughing at how straight faced you were when you said that yeah it's just a real shame, really, for, for Raiders fans because they've been mucked about more than a lot of franchises. They've had to go here, there, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Only the Rams have travelled more. And, you know, Oakland seems to be the right place for them. Apart from LA, Oakland does seem to be a proper home for the Raiders. It does. And disappointingly, they don't have an amazing stadium. And they don't have all these things that actually, if they established mm. a, a sort of a, a place for them to actually settle down and play. Yeah. They've got that fan base. And they've got one of the most excitable fan bases in the league. <laughs> yeah. And one of the most entertaining, frankly. They're a great I'm team a, this season as well, King. Yeah, they do. They do. They've got all the pieces you'd want. Yeah. And they've been waiting so long to have all those pieces. They're playing in, in the baseball stadium. Yeah, which is a joke. Yeah. Which is an absolute joke. That's an embarrassment. It is an embarrassment. And it's an, it must be an embarrassment for the fans who, frankly, do not let let that get to them. Nope. show up every week and go mental and it's amazing to see and I'm humbled by seeing those fans 
And I know how disappointing it is to see a team move from a place that you, you know, have grown up watching your team play in. And the pain's I, fresh. It is fresh. And I don't <laughs> want to see that for the Raiders fans. I don't want to see them go to Vegas because they've got they've got such an excitable fan base there. Yeah, they're not going to have that fan base in Vegas. It's not close enough for fans to travel, really, no. is it? And I bet if they put the San Diego vote in in Oakland, those guys would beg, borrow, and steal all the money they could to invest in a stadium for that <laughs> What are you saying about beg, borrowing, and stealing I just mean, about the Raiders fans? I mean they're excited about their team and they're willing to do what it takes, Jim. The you kind can of read fans, into that how you want. They're the kind of fans that would wear a jersey to a family funeral, wouldn't they? They're one of the few lots of fans that would still wear their, their jersey anyway. you trying to say they can't anywhere. afford a suit? You're out of order. Whoa, no. They've got to wear black, Jim. <laughs> yeah. They've got to wear black, all right? Or black and silver. That's black good enough. Silver. That'll do, yeah. That'll do. <laughs> Take the face paint off at least. Come on. No. Let's be respectful. It's a tattoo, mate. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> <laughs> all but right, I think, so... What other news is there? Well, I don't want to talk about Rex Ryan, do we? What the fact he said that he's been... He's tired of being f- Oh... Sorry, you got to bleep that. My bad. You don't have to, but that's you, more you insist on oh, doing it. Yeah, you insist on for the younger listeners out there. Yeah, Rex Ryan. Yeah, okay. You were a little bit hard done by by the Buffalo Bills. What? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. I was about to argue that he wasn't. <laughs> he was. He genuinely was. As much as you want to say he wasn't, he yeah. absolutely was. Yeah, and he'll get picked up somewhere else eventually. He'd be, he'd be picked up quicker if he was going to be a defensive coordinator. This is what I mean. I don't think he wants to do that, though. I know I know. almost every team in the NFL would want him as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. He's that good, defensively. But he also has a huge ego. He's yes. also used to being to calling the shots. And frankly, I don't think he wants that job. So he he's, might... He's tasted the head coach job for too long. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, but hasn't had the success of someone like John Gruden... Who no. has been sat in the sidelines for years and years and years. I know he's rejected a few opportunities. Yep. But there's other people I think that are ahead of him if he takes a couple of years out. Which I think he's going to have to because his ego's been writing checks his ass couldn't cash, frankly, <laughs> in the last couple of years. So He has bounced around a couple of teams, so yeah, you need to take a break. Yeah. but you The take TV t- stuff will be fine for him. You know, he'll enjoy that, maybe for a season. Yeah, but you take too long and there's going to be other coaches that have had similar success as you mm-hmm. someone like, even like someone like Norv Turner who had success with the Chargers Norv is the equivalent probably to to Rex with regards to offense in a right. sense that he's known as being one of the more f- forward thinking offensive minds in the league mm. you know, there's other people and actually frankly is Norv Turner as much of a headache as Rex no. Ryan? Probably not. So the longer he waits, the more people are going to step up like a North Turner that are going to be, you know, going to be available and, and he might slip down that pecking order even more so than he is now. So. That is the problem, isn't it? You you hire Rex Ryan, you're also hiring the circus that goes along with Rex Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo are willing to take it on but yeah. then dumped it after two seasons. Yeah. Plus he keeps putting his sister in it. Um, defensive coordinator. Yeah. She's, she's all right, but you know. It's his twin sister, right? Yeah. Like him, exactly like him, just long hair. Roberta, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is his sister, right? <laughs> yeah, Roberta Lebowski. <laughs> it's nice to see those two. I, you know, they are kind of funny. They're hilarious. It's a shame they're not in the league. Yeah. Because yeah. Rob Ryan's going to have difficulty finding a job if his brother's not hiring him. 
because Sean Payton for sure, for sure as hell isn't hiring him again <laughs> Sean Payton can't afford to hire him again no no he's the next Cowboys head coach um, any other news I'm not going to get rid of Jason Garrett anytime soon no I'm just saying he will be the next coach put your money on it guys put your money on it <laughs> No, no, I just made someone bet the eight six hundred pounds slash eight hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, today you did on a team that you will find out later. Do you know what? There is some other news, but let's leave it. What is it? Well, like Kyle Shanahan leaving his playbook in a bag in the media center, and then a, a journalist taking it. Oh, by accident, apparently. That's outrageous. He's wearing a Patriots hat. That's outrageous. The only time <laughs> ever, the only time I ever heard of that happening was I think Trent Dilfer did that, didn't he? Was it Trent Dilfer? <sighs> Might have been. I think it was Trent Dilfer left his playbook somewhere and then when they played them again they knew all their plays. Strange that. <laughs> he left it at Chuck E. Cheese and never just thought it was the No, menu. he left it in the change room and is adamant it was stolen during the game. Someone broke in. He thinks that when he went... It, this was when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the Titans. <laughs> he reckons that someone broke into the change room and stole his playbook. Okay. So when they played him in the playoffs they knew all the plays that were coming. Mm. so it has happened before do you think that the Patriots organisation loaded question coming would pay to win a game or cheat potentially cheat potentially to win a game if there was if that playbook was available online right do you think the Patriots organisation would consider Paying money or doing something untoward to advantage themselves above their opposition. They have got hypothetically. Previous. They have got previous for this. Hypoth- I know what you're, you're elbowing towards. Hypothetically, do you think they would do that? What right now? Hypothetically, I don't now. know. No, do you reckon? <laughs> you want me to say yes, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> they have got previous king. For those that don't know, they were involved in Spygate. Spygate, yeah. And Deflate Gate. Were they? They've got so many gates. Were they? <laughs> were they involved in that? Like Oscar, Oscar, Oscar Pistorius, his gated community. Oh dear. Lots of gates. Lots of gates. So many gates. Yeah. So many gates. So they so have. Holes. They have got some previous in certain underhanded dealings, which they claimed weren't underhanded. I didn't believe were underhanded. Allegedly underhanded. They've been insinuated in a couple of instances that may or may not have involved them cheating to win victory, to get victories. Yeah, such as coordinators coming out a few years after, say, Super Bowl to uh, Super Bowl thirty six, and saying that they were taping uh, allegedly taping. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, never substantiated, but those were yeah accusations made by former Patriots employees. Yeah, might have axed the grind. Might not, you don't know. Yeah, allegedly, definitely happened, yeah. (laughs) Allegedly, you said it. (laughs) So, so yeah, they have got some previous, and they're just one of those teams that you just don't know, because as much as, like you say, they're a machine, that they can win these things anyway. They can. But let's have a look back at their Super Bowl, shall we? Oh! Let's Let's have a look back. Let's. Let's go all the way back, because the Patriots are an old organisation, but they've not ever always been a good organisation, King. No, they had, about, fact, a, they they had about a 20-year period poo. where they rubbish. Yeah. yeah. So their first Super Bowl win was in 2001, Super Bowl 36. Yep. Where they beat the LA Rams. Yep. Uh, 
20 to 17. Ah. And what? Ah, they beat them. They beat them. They yeah. beat the LA Rams. Mm-hmm. 20 to 17. And this was a game where the Rams were expected to win by at least 15 points. Wow. Kurt Warner had a MVP season, was slinging it for days. And they were expected to just breeze past these this team with Tom Brady as a kind of rookie. They were. And this would have been back-to-back Super Bowl wins for the Rams. The Rams, yeah, exactly. Greatest show on turf. Yeah. And this was also the same year as the tuck rule. So the Raiders were playing in the AFC Championship game against New England. Tuck rule happens. Vinatieri happens. They get to the Super Bowl, Patriots. And then Vinatieri does it for the Patriots again. Gets the field goal with uh, seconds counting off. And they win it 20-17. We also hear, of course, about Spygate later on and how that may have influenced this game. But it certainly wasn't expected for the Patriots to win that game. No. So, then you roll on two more years and Super Bowl 38. Yep. This time, the Patriots beat the Carolina Panthers 32-29. to Again, Adam Vinatieri's field goal is the difference. Yeah, and it was the first time what was an expansion franchise in the Carolina Panthers yep. had ever got to a Super Bowl. Yeah. With Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome and Steve Smith. Julius Peppers. Yeah. Good team. Very really good, good team. team. Very good team. Again, though, it's, you know, it's a really tight game. Only a Vinatieri field goal in it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it was the back-to-back year. So the next year, they go straight back again. 2004, Super Bowl 39, beat the Philadelphia Eagles 24-21. I'm seeing a pattern emerging here, King. Yeah, it was... Three-point t- games. They love it. They love them. They love it. And that was the Donovan Nab and Terrell Owens-led Philadelphia Eagles team. Yes. Who had Brian Westbrook... I think it running yeah, back. Yeah, they had, that was a strong team. It was. That was a strong. So when team. you look when you look back at these, there have been some question marks put over these wins. There've been question marks, but they've not played slouches. They've not had easy games. No. Not at all. But it does teams. help if you know what's coming. Interesting. You allegedly <laughs> mentioned that. Well, I think any good NFL coach should be looking at previous previous games and working out play calls. Yeah, yeah. You're allowed to do that. You are allowed. Yeah. That is completely within the rules. That is within the rules, you're right. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. So, of course, then uh, then they get done for Spygate, and it's just no coincidence. Ten years later... <laughs> oh, my God. Let's just skip ten years, shall we? <laughs> what? Super Bowl forty-nine. Yeah. We all know it. They did get to another super- two Super Bowls they did during get that to period. Two mo- they did. Well, you I want to talk, talk about, about them because they lost to Eli Manning twice. They did, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Super Bowl 42, that's 2007, they lost 17-14. Yep. And then Super Bowl 47, again, to the Giants, lost 21-17. And then, so Super Bowl 49, as I was just saying a minute ago, 2014, they won their fourth Super Bowl against the Seahawks, 28-24. But of course, that was the bungle on the goal line that gifted it to them. Yeah. Really, I mean... Looking back at that game, Lynch was getting 4.25 yards a, a carry. It felt like about 19 as well. He'd done 102 yards and a touchdown off 24 carries. Yeah, all day long you give him the ball, don't you? Tell, tell me why you didn't run that ball, Pete Carroll. He also ran the ball from Darryl the... Bevel, what are you doing? He also ran the ball from the six to the one, the play before. Yeah. To yeah. get him to first down. <laughs> Talked to him about timeouts and stopping the clock and that rubbish. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely gifted to him. The fact that Marshawn Lynch laughed and walked past Pete Carroll was yeah. the, 
the that was what was the most telling picture mm. was he went I know they can't stop me yeah yeah everyone was, knew they couldn't stop him that was mad that was the most exciting ending to a Super Bowl I've ever watched it was the most oh yeah it was crushing really yeah because we they were, deserved it and we were there with two Seahawks fans we were and neither of them were very happy no and do you know what was annoying was I wanted because I really rate Tom Brady I know a lot of people don't, but I do. And I had said I wanted Tom Brady to win that Super Bowl to match Terry Bradshaw and Joe Montana with four Super Bowl wins. And when that happened, I went, not like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was one of those moments where it was just like, he deserved to win that game. Because he had a good game, but not like that. Like mm. that, no, not like that. No, because... One of my favourite memes this week has been Tom Brady wants to win a Super Bowl without an asterisk next to it. This uh, could be the first time. Yeah, and I think he deserves it. I think he's been an amazing player throughout his career. It's just a shame that they have these asterisks next to their Super Bowl wins. Yeah. They don't need them. Well, I don't believe they need them. But they've done them anyway. That's yeah. always been the problem with the Patriots for me. Yeah. No, it's um, it's a shame really because despite him not being... Well, actually, do you know what? He had one season, and it's when they lost one of the seasons they lost in the Super Bowl, yeah. where he was one of the most exciting players. When he had Randy Moss, when Randy Moss was still in his prime, mm-hmm. that offense was scary. Yeah, and he was torching teams, and he held the record for the most touchdowns in a season at one point. And yeah, he he's shown he can do it that way, but he's now reverted back to the stop me the other way <laughs> <laughs> approach. Yeah. So let's talk about the Falcons' one Super Bowl appearance because Go. they haven't won a Super Bowl yet. Never. They've only been there once. They got there at Super Bowl 33 yep. in 1998. 98, yep. And they played the Denver Broncos. This wasn't the uh, Terrell Davis three touchdown game. This was the one after that. This was John Elway's last game Yep. as a player. Uh, it was their second Super Bowl in a row. And uh, yeah. They they went behind. It was seventeen three in the second quarter, and they never really recovered from that. Uh, they had Chris Chandler as the quarterback. Don't even know that guy, Chris Don't, Chandler. Didn't know um, he was picked in the third round by the Indianapolis Colts. Never got to a sixty percent completion rate uh, percentage, which you know you rate sixty percent as the. I think that's the minimum criteria. Minimum for criteria. Starting quarterback. So he never made it in his entire career. Never made it in college either. Uh, did you know? That's who played the halftime show. In 98? Yeah. No. I don't know why I paused as if I would know. <laughs> I don't know. It was Stevie Wonder and Gloria Estefan. Oh. I'd like to see Stevie Wonder. Well, she like. now, well that, was ha- that happened in Miami as well. And she's now one of the directors, isn't she? Don't the Dolphins. It. Yeah, she owns no some of the club. So, John Elway's last game, 150 yards uh, for a touchdown. He had, he had the right game. But really, it was just about Terrell Davis. T.O. T.D., T.D. T.O. lost. Is it late now? Okay. It's getting late. Is that a drink wearing off? T.D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T.D. was a ledge. Yeah. He was a ledge. Career cut, cut short by injury. Mm. And that was the only time the Falcons had been there. So that's... That's the only thing that's going to hold them back from me saying the Falcons should be a shoo-in for this game. 
Interesting. Are we going to picks now? Is that what you're I saying? I think we're. I think it's time. We're getting to the end of the podcast now. Who's going first, me or you? Because you have to be decisive. It's super. No, I'm, no, I'm going to lay this out. I'm saying I, I would have no worries about picking the Falcons if they had some experience of being there. Perfect. They don't. So who? But you we saw what happened <laughs> last year with the the Panthers when they steamrolled their way to the Super Bowl. Falcons haven't done that. Steamrolled their way to the Super Bowl. Yep. High powered offense. Yep. Against a team that knew what they were doing. Yep. In that situation, and it just got the whole situation got to them. Do you know what the difference is? I don't think the situation got to them. I think that... Von Miller got to them. I think that the Panthers were overconfident. Mm-hmm. And I say the Panthers, I mean Cam Newton. And the... He wasn't used to playing a defence uh, that was... Put him under that much pressure. I also, as I said, I didn't think Cam Newton... I said to you, we didn't weren't doing the podcast at this point. No. But I said to you... I didn't think he performed in big games. When I watched him play at Auburn in the national championship game, mm-hmm. which he won. Yeah. I will say won. But who wins, 90% of the time, who wins the player of the game? Quarterback. Quarterback. Nick Fairley won the player of the game in that championship game. Mm-hmm. And Cam Newton didn't have a very good game. And I went, if he can't do it in that stage, what is he going to do against what is up there? I think you could put that. Broncos defense in with the oh yeah Seahawks that we mentioned yeah absolutely and the two thousand well, they, they absolutely but, destroyed Brady as well in the championship oh game. my god that team is unreal and Von Miller might have been the most destructive player I have seen in one single ser- uh, playoff series yeah that last year he was unbelievable yeah but you put him under pressure and Cam Newton shrinks and that's what they said immediately after the game and they went we're going to make him throw it and we're going to put him under pressure and they did that and he couldn't handle it mm-hmm and that's different this year because Matt Ryan has always been under pressure because up until about two years ago, he had a shocking offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. So he's used to being under pressure. And Patriots aren't don't have the best... They're just a really well-rounded defense. Ninkovic is pretty good at getting some pressure. Ninkovic is good at pressure. Chris Long has actually had a really good season yeah, so far this yeah, year. Yeah, good pick up for Brown up the middles played well as well yeah. interior, uh, from an interior perspective. But they're not. They've not got Von Miller. No. They've not. They're not getting as many sacks as someone. You know these other teams. That and they can't afford to to blitz too often because they need to be covering the receivers. Yep. Yep. So it's a it's a it's a weird game from that perspective. I do think that you, I agree with the experience thing. And and this is a very young Falcons team. Yeah, not many of their players with have a young experience. head coach as well. Young head coach, but he does seem to know what he's doing on defense. And guess what team he's had success against in the playoffs previously? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, he has stifled them in the past, and that could be a big thing. Hmm. Saying that, oh. Well, that's what you're going to say, right? I'm just preempting what you're going to no, say. No, no, I'm intrigued to hear your argument. So come on, for look, the I mean, Patriots. you know, as as much as you look at players like Deion Jones, who are going to be vital to getting uh, pressure on Brady, mm-hmm. the Falcons need to rush for. They need to be scrambling around in the secondary, throwing him off, and that's how you get to him. Mm-hmm. Keep the safeties close. Don't 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 drop deep because you don't need to. Bring the safeties in smother that middle of the field and get some pressure onto him early. Yep. And 
pretty soon, like most quarterbacks, he'll start throwing it erratically. And he will. You'll, you'll get opportunities to take the ball away. He will. So I think Deion Jones is vital for that. Vic Beasley, obviously, on the other side. Yep. If he can, he needs to uh, live up to his 15 and a half sacks. Because like you said, he doesn't have many tackles. Or so, pressures. Or frankly. pressures. So it's only when it, when the other the line's being dis, um, disrupted by the other side yeah. that Vic Beasley can come in unannounced. I think he was 15th this season, roughly. I don't know the exact... I can't remember because I mentioned this to you last week. Yeah. I think he's 15th in the league in overall pressures, mm-hmm. but first in sacks, yeah. which doesn't normally happen. You normally tend to be top five in pressures yeah and then you'll you lead the league in sacks as well mm-hmm. you might have got a little bit luckier than the other four people it's but he so i don't think i think his stats are padding actually i don't think he's had a bad season i still think he's what as a pure pass rusher if that's all you want him to do he's well, done, he's done his, that job he's absolutely he? done that job yeah but i don't think he's as well-rounded as a pass rusher as someone like a von miller who still drops into coverage mm-hmm. khalil mack for that as well, even Jadavian Clowney, who had an interception in the playoff game this year, which they went on to win. Yeah, you know, you look at these other players. I don't think he's as rounded as the other guys. But if you want just a pure pass rusher, the guy you cannot argue with fifteen and a half sacks. Well, you're going to need him to come around and do that fourth rusher. So you are, and you can't rush more than four. No, Steve Young mentioned it the other week. I touched on it last week's podcast. He said, you yeah. do not have success if you're rushing more than more or less than four people. No. Uh, against Brady because that slant comes off too quickly for you to get through the line yeah yeah and what they do all they do in the first quarter is throw it to everyone basically and go where's your weak link and they would do it all game long Mm. and you double team that person you go right I'll put it over here do you know what I think is the biggest loss in this game what's that which is why can I say who I'm going to pick okay I'm going to pick the Patriots (laughs) I knew you were yeah obviously (laughs) everyone knew Um, but and the guy from work has got £600 on it now. Um, <laughs> I don't. Because <laughs> I frankly, I think this is going to be not close. And I think the Patriots are going to win because I think that there is a, because of the biggest loss in this game from an injury perspective. Gronk? No, you're absolutely wrong. De- Desmond, Desmond Trufant. Trufant. Is the number one cornerback for that Atlanta Falcons team mm-hmm. they've had other players step up and play fantastically well this season yeah but you are losing your number one lockdown corner mm-hmm. against a team who doesn't yeah Edelman's number one receiver but we were talking about this against you put him in the Steelers team or you put him in the Broncos who've got elite receivers as well you put him in the Giants who've got a couple of elite receivers as well. Yeah. Is he the number one in any of those teams? No. No. No, he's not. So, I they're a team that spreads the ball around to whoever's open. Chris Hogan Chris has looked... Hogan. Chris Hogan has looked a little bit like Julio Jones this, this offseason. <laughs> he has not. No, but... He well, had exactly the same coverage. amount of yards. He, he was busted ex- coverage, man. Doesn't Come matter. on. Doesn't matter. He will... Th- Patriots will throw it to whoever is open and whoever has the best matchup. Because they will they will understand where your weakness is and they will exploit it. And frankly, they've had such a progression from where they were at the start of the season, the Falcons, to where they are now. Yeah. But if they had their number one receiver, this is a different game. Cornerback. Cornerback, sorry. This is a different... <laughs> thank you. This is a different game. And that is why that is the single most... Or single biggest loss from in, for injury for this game. Gronk. 
No. <laughs> if it's Gronk, if it's Gronk, we wouldn't even be having a conversation. Yeah, we should be having this conversation. Should, they shouldn't be in this. If it was Gronk, they, we wouldn't have this conversation. <sighs> they, we would all say Patriots. Everyone yeah. would say Patriots. Oh well, yeah. So that's why it's the biggest loss. No. So okay, so you're going, you're going Patriots. I'm going Patriots because of Desmond Trufant. Yeah, and I think that Brady's better going to win and they've got they've <laughs> you can't say that that Patriots team doesn't have experience well, it definitely has experience yeah uh, who are you going with we're going to have to finish on it so who are you going to go with Falcons <laughs> seriously like, I want them to win I, I because do you know why don't I don't know who I want to look win. okay I know that sounds like I'm just Patriot hating it does yeah I'm just being a Patriot absolutely does Hatred is that a thing that's really good do you come up with that no nah, I'm not on social media I don't no. know if this is a thing no, it's something else. But um, yeah, I'm not a hatriot, okay. but I like to see other teams do well. You know that. I know that. And the Falcons have never won a Super Bowl, so I think it would be nice for them to win a Super Bowl. I know that. I know that. They've only ever been to one Super Bowl and they lost it. So for them to get one would be much more important than Brady to get five. I know that. <laughs> yeah, you've never got one either. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's what if okay if the Chargers were playing the, the Patriots, I'd want the Chargers. To Hopefully, win. I'm a Chargers fan. Well, they couldn't play them because of the AFC, but you know what I mean. Like, yes, if I it do was know what you mean. an uh, established powerhouse playing an underdog, I prefer the underdog. Perfect. You said who you want to win. I don't know who I want to win. I want the I want the Falcons to win because they've never won one. Yeah, and I want Brady to win one because there are asterisks against some of his other Super Bowls. All because of his other stuff, Super Bowls. Because and they've never that, blown out another team. I just told you the scores. Granted, but, but there's been stuff that's out of his control for some of those. Yeah, and frankly, I do think he's an all-time quarterback. Whether he's the best of all time, I don't know. In my opinion, he's the best I've seen while I've been watching American football. And I want him to have that win. And plus, it'd be the biggest middle finger to the system Who cares? if he wins. But what? I also would be happy if the Falcons won. If they were so found guilty care. of something, then why, would it be, why should you middle finger the he system that held guilty. them up? They, he wasn't found guilty. Well, he's found guilty. He's found guilty they of never destroying a phone. They never, yeah. Yeah. That was why he was found. It wasn't found guilty about deflate deflating balls no. it was the fact that he destroyed evidence that was supposed to be subpoenaed yeah but he gets rid of his phone all the time um, <laughs> not after <laughs> you've been told not to alright anyway you Ugh. said to everyone I've been explicit on who I think will win yeah. you said you th- you want the Falcons yeah, to win yeah I want the Falcons who to win who do you think's going to win well probably the Patriots <laughs> why do you sound so down because I just told you I want the Falcons to win because yeah. they've never won one before. I know, I just wanted you to say it again. I'm not a Falcons fan, <laughs> alright? You know this. I know that. I've been, I've been critical about Matt Ryan. <laughs> you have. I don't believe Matt Ryan should win a Super Bowl. At least, you know, maybe for this season, yeah, but over his entire career, I think that puts him on the pedestal he doesn't really deserve. Up until last year, he would have had as many as Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah. If he wins this year. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's how I feel about it. So I'm not, I am no way pulling for the Falcons in that respect, but they do have a really exciting team. Julio Jones deserves a ring. For sure. And do you know what? He might be the most humble elite receiver I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Apart from maybe Megatron. Or Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, Fitz might. Yeah, I'll put him in the Fitz category. Yeah, they, you never well. you never hear a story about. Problem these is, guys. Megatron never did anything in the playoffs because he was always played on terrible teams. Yeah, but Fitz, yeah, Fitz, 
pretty much single-handedly dragged his team to the Super Bowl, which I think Julio's yeah. done as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want Julio Jones to get a ring. That's why. That's why I'd like the Falcons to win. Yeah. And again, they've never won a Super Bowl before. Yeah. So why not them? And Dwight Freeney plays from Dwight. Yeah, Dwight. He owned, he needs another ring. <laughs> yeah. He needs another ring. That's back to back, isn't it, for Freeney? What? No. Wasn't it? No. Freeney was with the uh, Cardinals last year. Oh, well, that's right. You're thinking of Demarcus as well. I was. Sorry. <laughs> Let's not end the podcast like that. <laughs> Do you like how I knew, though, who you thought? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, An aging linebacker who'd been dropped by another team who then went Bit on to have legend. success. Yeah. Yeah. No, I knew why you thought it was him, <laughs> but it wasn't. I'll tell you Okay, again. okay. I'll All right. So again. that's it. We're going to have to finish now. Okay. Because we've spent an hour and a quarter talking about one game. Straight through as well. Ching. Who cares? Straight through. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's time to go off and enjoy that Super Bowl. We're going to a, a bar. We are going to a bar. To watch the Super Bowl with a whole crowd of people. So. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Pictures of uh, beer. That, that, to enjoy the Super Bowl, you really should not be alone, okay? If you're planning on watching the Super Bowl, and if you're in the UK especially, because obviously it's so late, t- got the day off work on Monday, which you should have, then don't just sit at home on your own. Go to a local bar or somewhere that's actually showing it. Yep. Get involved. Get some friends around. Or just, you know, just be you with other do people. do something. It's great, yeah. Do what something. an experience. Yeah, watching the, the opening ceremony, the halftime show, all the razzmatazz, you know, no matter what happens in this game, the Super Bowl is an event and you should enjoy it all the way through, stay to the end, get drunk, eat pizza, you know, just, just have fun, all right? It is so easy to have fun for the Super Bowl, and especially if you're not on your own. Well, we're doing a bar for the first time, aren't we? Yeah. We normally have a little party, a little gathering. Yes, we do. And there's now a bar, ticket only. Yeah. We've got our tickets. Ticket only event for VIPs. But 20, well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, we've got a special invitation to come along to this bar. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about doing it. First time. Yeah. Be good. And so next week we'll be talking about the, the fallout of the Super Bowl and the result. And we'll probably try and get some people in as well, maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll try and do like a round table. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. No but. promises, because literally we've not asked anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if punks will want to do it now if we talk about Las Vegas. But no, um, no. yeah, we'll see what, what's going on. But until next week, guys, it's the Super Bowl! It is. Super Bowl! Super I've Bowl. been Jim, that's been the King, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah.